Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey Thinner Circle. All right, so the following podcast that you are about to hear is a podcast that I just recorded for my public podcast again. (laughs) But I can't keep these things from you because for as much as I know that you are going deeper in the word of God and you get a lot of these concepts, sometimes we just need to be reminded. And so as, as I'm working through everything today and I'm scheduling this podcast to be released in the next week or so, I just can't hold it back from you. So You might find that if you're thinking, wow, she published this in her public podcast and here, um, but I don't see it on the public podcast, that's because you get it first. That's because um, this is queued up and ready to go to my public podcast and my public blog next week, but I just couldn't help but to share it with you today. My, My prayer, my hope my intention is that by sharing it with you, perhaps it might be just the revelation that you needed, that God thought of you when he had me do the work that I did this morning in the scriptures by way of extrapolating this content to relate it to weight loss. I did it just for you. My hope is that it it might speak to your heart. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we're gonna sh- I'm going to share with you three things to undo your emotional eating with your faith. This is going to be powerful. You're going to want to take notes today. So my question for you is this. Have you ever felt confused by your confused about yourself and why you do the things that you do despite the, your best intentions? Life, even in weight loss and even in weight loss, can sometimes get confusing and a little bit blurry. Like for example, you set out to start losing weight and then all of a sudden you just have a bad day. Nothing's going your way. You're stressed, you're frustrated, and you're tired. And instead of eating the dinner that you planned to eat, you just order Domino's and eat the full-out pizza and wings with your family. It's not until later that you realize that you just completely blew your diet. And that's the kind of confusion and blurriness that I'm talking about today. You know that in that moment of stress, food wasn't the answer. Think about that. I'm drawing a parallel there. In that moment of stress, food was not the answer. But we, as humans, in the modern society world that we're living in now, we've blurred the lines between feeling and eating. We've fallen into the trap of loving food so much that we see it as our out for life's emotions, for the difficult moments, good or bad. I mean, let's face it. Sometimes we just emotionally eat when we're celebrating. It doesn't matter. We eat when we're happy and we eat when we're sad. We sometimes don't even see that we've blurred the lines until we've crossed them and that we've crossed it so far that we just can't find our way back. So today I want to share with you a powerful lesson from one of my favorite teachers in the Bible, the Apostle Paul. I mean, I love this man, can relate to him so much. He's so He has so much to say in the word, and it all applies to us on our weight loss journey. This is what he says. Lean in, listen to this. I'll give you the scripture at the end. He says, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live with almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, 
whether it is with a full stomach or on an empty stomach, with plenty or with little. For I can do everything through Christ who has given me strength, even in weight loss. Now, obviously, you know, he didn't say even in weight loss, but I'm saying it to you. And this was all right from Philippians 4, 11 through 13. The Apostle Paul is such an amazing teacher. You probably agree with me on that. His lessons even apply to us on our weight loss journey. He could get along in nearly any situation, whether he had plenty or whether he had little. Now, what I'm going to say to you, you're going to want to write down. His secret was drawing on God's power for strength. Now, if you're a seeker, you already know this. You already know this. It's something I kind of talk about a little a little bit too much sometimes. Today, I'm going to teach you how to rely on God's promises and Christ's power to help you to be content as you're trying to stop all the food things, even when real life happens. And this is where I'm bringing the emotional components into it. In the scriptures that I shared just a moment ago, we saw that Paul learned to not be emotionally attached to his fleshly human needs. Instead, he transferred to his, he transferred and walked in his spiritual needs. If you always crave or you find that you always want certain tastes or flavors or even certain feelings of fullness, of satiety, ask God to remove that desire and to teach you how to be satisfied in every single circumstance. He will supply all of your needs, but here's the really cool part. He does it he supplies your needs in the ways that he knows are best for you. Early in my weight loss journey, I was trying so hard to seek God and to crucify my flesh. This was before I really even knew that I was writing the Seekers Method. I had done so well for about a month, about 30 days following my meal plan. And then it was date night. And I was a little bit afraid of date night <laughs> because it was like, you know, there I was, I was doing well in a controlled environment, but I was worried about going out in the real world where I would have temptation all around. It's like when you get your driver's license and all of a sudden you do great driving through the neighborhood, but now you got to get on the highway. Like that's how I was. So there we were, it was date night. And at that time I was de developing my new habits to see God to seek his power over my own willpower with food. So before we went, I prayed before we ever even left for the restaurant. I prayed that I wouldn't be tempted and that I would obey, obey my food plan. I even looked ahead of time before we even left. I looked at the menu to decide what I was going to eat. I had a plan. I was confident in the plan. I prayed about it. I did all the things. I checked all the boxes. And that night we went to a restaurant that served my absolute favorite dessert in the world. The one dessert I don't make because I don't have all the utensils, creme brulee. As I sat there that night on the date <laughs> with my husband, I could feel myself worrying about the creme brulee. I could, I was worrying about it being on the menu and being like in the room and now actually being a temptation because I knew I wanted it. I had a story from my past about creme brulee. So I started, to, as I sat there, I started to talk to myself about how I deserved to eat it because I had been doing such a good job for 30 days. And then it happened. I ordered it. My husband just looked at me with confusion, confusion and astonishment, but I could feel myself. I was listening to myself. I was reasoning eating it. I could almost, I was almost to the point where I could taste it. 
and I sat there and I nervously waited for the waiter to bring my dessert after I had ordered it. I'm like, man, God, you know, I deserve this. God's going to let me have this. He wants me to enjoy life. I was thinking of all the scriptures and validating this decision. So there I am waiting for the waiter. And guess what happened? He returned to the table and he told me that they were all out of creme brulee, that they had just sold the last dessert of it. They were all out of creme brulee. That was God. <laughs> that was all him. God knew what I needed in that moment more than I knew what I needed. And in that moment, I needed him to show me what happens when I transfer my belief in myself to him. And in that moment, he was stronger than I was. So as you can see, that's a perfect example of how we just kind of live in the world and we get confused with our emotions. I thought I deserved it. Like it was some great reward. Anyhow, I digress. Let's go back to Paul for a moment. In the scriptures that I shared with you in the beginning, I shared with you how you can see that Paul could get along happily because he could see life from God's point of view. He focused on what he was supposed to do, not on what he felt he should have. Think about that. I'm going to say it again. He focused on what he was supposed to do, supposed to do, and not on what he felt he should have. His priorities were straight, and he was grateful for everything that God had given him. Paul detached himself from the non-essentials so he could concentrate instead on the eternal. And that's what we do when we focus on seeking God and seeing ourselves as being on a sanctification journey instead of just focusing on our willpower and focusing on arriving at a number on the scale. So how do you do this? How can you detach yourself from the non-essential, even the foodie things in life? You do that by seeing, thing, seeing things from God's point of view and, and focus instead on what you should do versus what you want to eat. So get ready to take notes. Here are the three things that these scriptures teach us and how to apply it to our food stories. Y'all, I know it's a really weird gift, but I know God has gifted me with the ability to read scripture and to see how to apply it to weight loss. So lean into this if you are an emotional eater, if you are somebody who's struggling to stop leaning into what your flesh feels and instead to be like Paul and to really just kind of lean into the spirit and to be eternally focused. So often the desire for the world's foods, the flavors that we've grown to love, the sauces, the dips, even the fried foods, or even the baked treats, I could name them, um, it's really a longing Instead of it, you know, being that we just love all these sauces, when we eat these things, the things that we are used to or that we crave, it's really a longing to fill an empty place in our heart or in our daily lives. Of course, there's a lot of habit there and even a bit of a physiological response from our addictions, if you will, to food. Sometimes this can manifest through cravings. So, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself these questions. Get ready to take note of this. What foods am I drawn to when I experience life's emotions? Do I eat when I'm sad or bored, happy, lonely, stressed? Do I eat when I'm tired? What do I eat when I'm feeling each of these emotions? Insert any of the emotion appropriately. How can I find true contentment during these emotional moments? Do these foods fix the emotions that I'm feeling in the moment. Do you see the disconnect there? Foods don't fix 
feelings. So how can you find true contentment in your feelings if the answer is not the food? Oh, it's going to get good. This is right out of God's word. Oh, the answer rests in your perspective, your priorities, and your source of power. Let me review the three ways out of this worldly, emotional eating trap. Number one, see your emotional food stories from God's point of view. I mean, is it true that when you're stressed, you have to have wine? How does God see that? What might God be saying to you as what the answer is? What is he saying that the answer is? How do you actually deal with the emotion of stress or boredom or loneliness or fatigue or uh, insert whatever? What is God saying that the answer is? Answer those questions. I encourage you, hit pause, come back to this area, write down these questions, and then get curious with yourself. This is me helping you to divide yourself between body and spirit. This is me helping you to discern the difference between where you've conformed to the patterns of this world so that you can actually begin to renew your mind and transform your body. The second thing is, are you focusing on what you feel you should have or on what you're supposed to do? Because when you focus on what you think you should have, it's just from a conditioning of your thoughts. It's a pattern of this world. Adjust the filter through which you are viewing your life, your every decision. Change your focus. Think from your faith, not from your feelings. What should you do when you're sad if eating isn't the answer? So what should you do if you are sad if eating isn't what you should do? The answer is this. You should pray. Seek him for guidance, for peace, for comfort, for strength. Eat when you're hungry. Pray when you're emotional. Do not eat when you're feeling hunger, but just do not. What did I say there? Do not eat when you're not feeling hunger, but when you're just feeling an emotion. So what I'm trying to say is just eat when you're hungry, not when you're emotional. Psalm 37, 23 says the, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives, though they stumble they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. You see, God delights in you when you transfer your trust to him and you try to do his will. He watches over you and he makes every, and he, he watches over you and he makes firm your foot with every step that you take, every decision that you make. If you would like to have God direct your everything, then seek his help before, before you seek to help yourself by leveraging worldly solutions. He will help you even in weight loss. Think about my creme brulee story. It's not the way that I thought he might help me. I thought he'd make me strong against temptation. Instead, he wanted to show me, this is what happened, Sherry, when you switch from your willpower to God power. I, in a, I intervene and I make things happen. Here's the third thing, the last thing. How? Can you detach from the non-essentials and concrete and concentrate rather on the eternal, even in weight loss? So ask yourself this question. How can I detach from the non-essentials and concentrate on the eternal, even in weight loss? Change your faith focus. 
As I've said before, if you've watched or listened to any of my content, transfer your faith from your head knowledge, where you just know about faith, to your heart knowledge, where you just, you feel faith. It's a trusting, it's a knowing. You, there might, it defies logic. In our heads, we know, we know the scriptures, but in our hearts, we obey them. You are being spiritually matured in this Christian life of yours. Put your focus on how you are asking God to change you. You're asking God to change you. So that's your focus. It's not going to be easy. Expect it to be hard. This sanctification journey that you are on is where you go deeper and you step into God's power to change you. Food is no exception. So look at your own food stories. When you are sad, what do you eat? What about when you're stressed or you're celebrating or you're bored or you're just lonely? How can you disconnect your need for food when you're feeling emotions and not hunger? By changing your heart faith focus, that's how you break it. That's how you break the cycle. Focus on seeking him for strength like Paul did in Philippians 4.13 when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Switch to being eternally focused. You are being changed as you switch your focus and your fuel source from your flesh to your father. Let him show you how he's drawing you closer through your awareness about your emotions and food choices on your weight loss journey. He wants to bring you closer as you are being sanctified. The secret that Paul shares is that when you are eternally focused, the things of this world change in their value to you. Suddenly you see that emotionally eating because you are experiencing a moment of sadness is like putting a Band-Aid on a bruise. A Band-Aid won't fix a bruise, just like food doesn't fix an emotion. The world has taught us this. God fixes matters of our heart not food. Pay, pay attention to your food stories. And then the next time you feel like you need the wine because you're stressed or the Doritos because you're bored, pray and ask God to direct your steps and to strengthen you to not eat or to feel the desire of that food. Don't feed your feelings. Feed your faith. Be like Paul. Detach from this world and seek God for your needs, even in weight loss.